0: Good evening, and welcome back to the digital campus of Newark UPC. It's good to wrap up this week of truths Christians need to understand. And tonight I will be speaking of a truth called God is with us in every season of life. So first of all, I want to establish that God is with us, period. When Jesus was prophesied, was expected, he was called Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Jesus came out of the heavens onto earth as an actual human being in order to be with us. He also, once he had ascended into heaven, sent back to us the Holy Spirit to not only be with us, but be in us so that no matter where we are, God is with us. Um, But tonight I'm going to, I'm going to focus on a specific aspect of God with us, which is the seasons of life. I'd like to start with the scripture from Psalms. Psalm 139 verses 1 through 18 is the context of it. I will be selecting a few out of that passage. Starting with five, you go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. I wanted to read verse five because it could be read that this is almost a creepy scripture that no matter where we go, we can't get away from God. But verse five lets us know that he does this for our benefit. He places blessings upon us. We're going to skip verse six and go to seven where he says, I, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. Now, whether the psalmist meant by that, the heaven meaning where God inhabits, or the heaven as in outer space, or the heaven as in the clouds, we're not sure. But in his mind, heaven was very far, far away up. And God is there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, if you look out over the ocean, or if you've ever flown over the Pacific Ocean, or even the Atlantic, but the Pacific is just really huge. It just seems to go on and on and on. And this psalmist says, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there, your hand will guide me, and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me, and the light around me to become night. But even the darkness, even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. So No matter where we go, far away, the farthest that this writer could imagine, the highest up, or even down into the grave, no matter where we are, no matter what we go through, God is with us. And this was before Jesus ascended, before Jesus came, before he ascended, and before he sent back the Holy Ghost to be with us and in us. Indeed, no matter where we go, what happens to us, what decisions we make, God is always there with blessings upon us. A few more scriptures that just give me a little encouragement. Joshua 1 9, this was when they were getting ready to go into the promised land. Joshua was scared to death. Moses, his mentor, the guy that had always handled everything, had died and it was on his shoulders. And God tells him, the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Matthew uh, 28, right after the Great Commission, 28, 19, 28, 20. Be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So. We've covered that no matter where we go physically, He's there. This scripture is telling us that He is always and forevermore with us. John 14 speaks of the Father will give you the Holy Spirit who will never leave you. And I've already mentioned that. It's so good to know that wherever, whenever we go, God is with us. But let's focus specifically tonight on seasons and it's interesting this is the end of the endish of January and it's very cold out we had a little bit of snow this week some parts of the country got a lot more snow this week and I can kind of start feeling in my bones that I'm ready for spring I've uh, I've heard of people who have moved to a more temperate climate, such as California, maybe Hawaii, that kind of thing. Um, And they miss, they say, I miss the seasons. I miss thunderstorms. I miss having hot sometimes and really cold sometimes. And I think about that and I think, goodness, if you could live in a place that's 70 degrees year round, that's just really awful, isn't it, to not have seasons? I don't have much sympathy for them, but there is something about us that we like a variety. Um, I know in in some coastal places, like I said, the weather, the the temperature is similar year-round, it's closer to the equator, but maybe the waves come in differently at different times of the year. I know when we visited Africa, it's very near the equator. It's very hot all the time. There's no, I mean, they have Christmas, but it ain't like our Christmas. And so they, it's always hot, but they still have seasons. They have a rainy season. They have a dusty season where the, in Nigeria, the dust from the from the Sahara comes down and sweeps over, just lays a thick layer of dust over literally everything and that's part of their season they know it's going to come around every year back in uh, ancient Egypt they had a season where the Nile flooded and they knew that that was going to bring that nice silt up onto the earth up onto the the farmland and then they would grow in that but they had to let that Nile flood and so we as humans are very used to seasons but we don't always like them. I prefer spring. I like the flowers. I like the beautiful uh, I like the beautiful leaves starting to come out and and the bright colors and and even the pollen, which is awful, uh, it still is is colorful. and I like that after a gray, dreary winter. And so we're used to seasons. We're used to winter is always followed by spring. We talk sometimes about skipping spring, but we never do. We don't go from the sun going down at five o'clock to the next day, the sun going down at seven because we skip spring. No, we always go along and we know what to expect. So how does this apply to us? and the seasons of life. Now this is an analogy, obviously. um, But it is an analogy that is biblical. So let me read from Genesis one, day four of creation, God put lights into the sky to be signs to mark the seasons, days and years. So God created seasons. Now how he did this, I don't understand because he had light on day one. And on day four, he made the day and the night, and he put the the seasons into place. But he put this into place before we were even here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Seasons are very much a thing from God. Now let me read from Ecclesiastes chapter 3. This is very common. You've heard this before, but think about some of these things and how they are a... A prescripted part of life. We will experience all of these things. For everything, there is a season. Everything. Good, bad, up, down, hot, cold, rainy, dry. For everything, there's a season. A time for every activity under heaven. A time to be born well, that's where ours starts is a time to be born and a time to die. And we don't like that. We always like the births and we never like the deaths. And that's okay. We don't have to like every season, but we need to know that they're going to happen and God is with us, whether someone is being born or whether someone is dying. A time to plant and a time to harvest. And you better not get those mixed up, because if you plant when you're supposed to be harvesting and try to harvest when you're supposed to be planting, you will go bankrupt quite quickly. A time to kill and a time to heal. Now, I said each one of these things is in our life, and hopefully we don't have times where we're supposed to kill. But there are times in our life where we have to kill certain aspects of our life. Maybe there are relationships that have not been healthy and it's time to kill those relationships. Maybe there are times when we have bad habits or addictions or things that are negative and it's time to kill those things. And there's a time to heal. Sometimes those relationships, instead of being killed, just need some extra TLC and some love and care. A time to tear down and a time to build up. Sometimes a house can be salvaged and sometimes it's better to just tear it all down and start over. Um, Again, there are things in our life that sometimes need to be torn down and there are other times when they need to be built up. A time to cry, and a time to laugh. And again, we don't like the crying, but we love the laughing. But what good would it be to laugh if we never cried? It wouldn't make sense. A time to grieve and a time to dance. And sometimes when we're grieving, it feels funny to rejoice but they can be mixed together. Uh, Family dinners after a funeral, where you get around and you tell funny stories, or you just, after a few days or a few weeks of, even a few years sometimes of intense stress of losing a person, it's so therapeutic sometimes to laugh. And everybody there hopefully knows it's okay, but there's a time to grieve and a time to dance. And sometimes you'll go back and forth, Grieving is not a straight line. It's more of a up and down. Maybe it's a spiral, something like that. But there's a time to grieve and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. So I'm not much of a stone person. I don't know much about stones, but I know that there are times when you want to gather up the stones out of your field and maybe you'll make a fence out of them. Um, I suppose there's other times when it's time to gather, when it's time to to spread stones around. Maybe you are making a flower bed and you don't want something to grow. So you, you put some stones down. A time to embrace and a time to turn away. And again, that's, that's those relationships. And God is with us through each and every one of these things. A time to search and a time to quit searching. Sometimes we lose things and we can find them again if we just look hard enough. And sometimes we never will find them. And it's time to just give up and get on with life. And that applies to more than actual objects. A time to keep and a time to throw away. Um, This is something that in our world today, we have so much stuff. And sometimes we need to reassess what we're supposed to be keeping and what really just needs to be thrown away. A time to tear and a time to mend. Sometimes things, again, can be repaired. Sometimes things can be better if they're torn to pieces. So maybe you have a big old piece of material and it's best to tear it apart and use it as rags or something like that. There's a time to be quiet and a time to speak and dear Lord, help us to know the difference. In both of those though, God is with us, whether we're supposed to be saying something or we're supposed to be just holding our peace. God is with us and he can help us to know the difference and know what to do with our circumstance and then help us to be okay with those things. A time to love and a time to hate. Again, I don't think we're supposed to hate people, but there are things that we can hate. We can hate lies. We can hate cruelness. We can hate um, the things that Satan tries to put into our life to, to pull us down. There's a time to hate and there's a time to love. There's a time for war and a time for peace. And again, that balance is very hard. That applies to our our national government, our international relations, and also just our, our personal lives. Sometimes there's things that we need to go to war about. And then there's sometimes that a soft answer turneth away wrath. So we're gonna end this. We skip some verses. And then we go to 11, yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. There's a time for everything and we need to not get them mixed up. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So I concluded there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. Now, if you go on and read Ecclesiastes, it's a rather morose book. This this guy was trying to find the meaning of life, but we can learn out of it that there are seasons for everything. And God created the seasons. Why he put into our world a time to die and a time to be born, It'd be much better if it was always a time to laugh and not a time to cry. But God created the seasons. From before the fall, he created the seasons. Fall meaning the fall of man, not the fall as in the autumn. So there are many, many ways to apply this. There are seasons like I've talked about of crying and laughing, dancing and mourning. There's also seasons of life as our life progresses, where a young person has, is in a very different season than say I'm in, a young person has a lot of energy, not a whole lot of responsibility, but also not a whole lot of authority, probably not very much money. That's a young person. Then they are going to make some of the biggest decisions of their life. They're going to probably figure out where they're going to live, who they're going to marry, what they're going to do for a career, at least their first career. And that's being a young person. Then they probably, as I said, will get married. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll stay single. But if they get married, it'll probably be in that first little bit there. And they'll have kids. Guess what? Young kids make a very different life for you than the teenager life that you had. And it's time to grow up. It's time to give of yourself to someone else that might be driving you nuts. It's time to get up in the middle of the night and feed the baby two or three or 14 times, because that's what they need. You know what? I'm past that stage. My kids don't wake me up several times a night anymore. and. They're starting to spread their wings, and it's a wonderful thing. But I don't get near as many hugs as I used to. I look at, just for example, at the Ahmad Pores, and I say, Oh, aren't those babies cute? I just want to hug little Joel's fat face and kiss on his neck. And and Joel's waking them up several times a night, and I'd just as soon not have that. Juliet starting school, everything's a learning opportunity. Kale's learning to show his little personality and make funny faces when he makes a picture or when he's, when his picture's taken, it's so cute. I'm beyond that. And you know what? I'm glad, but there are things I miss about it, but that's just a season of life that I'm in. And you know what? God was with me as a teenager. He was with me as a young adult. He was with me as a new parent. He's with me now as a, in a few years gonna be empty nester. He will be with me, I know, as I become an elderly person, as maybe I'm not surrounded by family as much as I am now. And maybe I get lonely. Maybe I am surrounded by more family than ever. I don't know what that life will bring but it will be okay because no matter what season comes my way in life, God is with me through all those seasons. In fact, he's in me in all of those seasons. I wanna read two more scriptures just very quickly, and then we'll close in prayer. Song of Solomon. We don't quote much out of the Song of Solomon, do we? Song of Solomon 2. Eleven through thirteen. Look, the winter is past, and the rains are over and gone. The flowers are springing up. The season of singing birds has come. Isn't that awful? Don't or isn't that wonderful? We're looking forward to the flowers springing up and the singing birds coming. The cooing of turtle doves fills the air. The fig trees are forming young fruit, and the fragrant grapevines are blossoming. And I think it probably won't be the spring, but as we come out of this COVID thing, our nation is gonna go through a spring where things come back alive and businesses can be more normal and all of those things. And it's gonna be wonderful because we've been through a winter, folks. We have been through a winter, but the spring will come. It's destined to, because God created it. And the last scripture I have, Romans 8, 38 and 39. I am convinced. I'm convinced that nothing can ever you get some really emphatic words here. I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life. Neither angels, nor demons. Neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell, itself can separate us from God's love. As we had a couple weeks ago, God loves us and there's not a thing we can do about it. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. So you know what? No matter what season of life comes, Whether it be being born or dying, grieving or dancing, embracing or turning away, keeping or throwing away, tearing down or building up, all things that come to us, God is with us. And I'm so thankful for that. And this is a truth that Christians need to understand. Let's pray. God of creation God of time and universe, thank you Lord for giving us seasons so that it's not always the same thing every day over and over. God, thank you for giving us the slow times to go along with the fast times. Thank you for the dark along with the light. Thank you for the solemn along with the happy. Though we don't always appreciate it. And we're antsy for the other side of the coin to come along. God, we thank you that you are with us. And we ask Lord that you help us to get everything out of every season that we need to get help us to cling to you through the hard times and to remember to thank you through the good times. Help us, Lord, to know which season it is that we're supposed to be in, whether we're supposed to be speaking or keeping our mouth shut, whether we're supposed to be building, whether we're supposed to be gathering those stones or, or spreading them about. Lord, help us to have wisdom to know which season it is. And again, thank you that you are with us through all of the seasons, sharing your love with us. Help us, Lord as we go about our lives, young, going to old, and all the things in between. We love you, Lord, and we want to serve you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I hope you probably, you probably didn't learn too much new, but I, I think it's a good lesson to remember that God is with us through every season. Have a good evening.